0: Go. Hey guys, here we are, the Quigan Outro mma Podcast. I had to remember what episode it was. So this is number 47. Uh, we decided to do something a little bit different this time. As you can see, Nick Ramirez down below. Uh, one of the friends of the show, long-running friend of mine. And we've got a new face on here, uh, also just known as Retrograde Mikey. And we talked about this before because I don't know your damn name. So <laughs> how you doing, guys?
1: Not too bad. I honestly, I'll be honest with you, like my parents. Tell me what my name's supposed to be. I don't know if it actually is. I'm taking their word for it. I've never have. Has anyone seen their birth certificate? My last name's Aaronworth. It's Mikey Aaronworth. Uh, but you can call me Retrograde Mikey. That that works just as well for me.
0: <laughs> so uh, but now I want to go find my birth certificate. <laughs> well, I mine is definitely Ramirez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, listen, when I ordered a a duplicate of mine, this is kind of a funny story. Mine says the second. Like it says that I'm the second, but I'm I'm definitely not.
2: Hmm. So well, I was like, I
0: don't know who did the typo, but I was. I'm hoping one day that's not going to come back and be like, "Oh, there's a lot of debt in uh, Quiggins." The second, it, thing.
1: yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, that's uh, I, I would I would look into that now because I'm thinking maybe you have a twin or like an older brother or something like that. Someone who didn't quite make it. You got to ask your parents <laughs> about that. That's a story. That's a podcast <clears throat> in and of itself. That's like serial <laughs> in the modern day.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I brought everybody on here. You know, we talked everything about what we want to you know discuss because it's normally an MMA podcast but we're going to discuss MMA we're going to discuss bare knuckle we're going to discuss boxing and we're going to discuss video games and pop culture if anybody can identify the picture that's behind all three of us you get 10 points who are not on the show (laughs) because as soon as (laughs) Mikey saw it just went
1: hell yeah (laughs) you know what's funny you know what's funny about this is I realized like So my background, yeah, as you said, Retrograde Mikey, that comes from the name, the the Retrograde podcast that I'm on, and we focus on retro video games, Um, but I I, I started that because I ultimately am like a huge nerd when it comes to games, and I almost regret so quickly calling out what the background of this podcast is, because now that I'm looking at it objectively, you have like half of a very tanned pec muscle and a (laughs) bicep, and I'm like, that's WCW versus NWO Revenge. I wouldn't know that anywhere <laughs> if I saw it. It's like, how do I recognize that based on just a tanned piece of, like, stretched leather Hulk Hogan bicep yeah. or Hollywood Hulk Hogan there?
0: <laughs> Listen, that I mean, you've got – it sounds like you've got some demon, demons of your own there. You know that <laughs> that <as well? laughs> I always have. I always
1: have. Yeah, and I, I'll, I'll exercise them, uh, whether it's on the, the jiu-jitsu mat, maybe in the boxing ring, maybe oh. in a round of WCW versus NWO. Who knows?
0: <laughs> oh. I think a jujitsu game would be a giant pain in the ass. Actually, oh. like
2: what what controls would you use? Ground controls are horrible in UFC. Oh, for, that would be a nightmare.
1: Did you a guys? Nightmare. Did you guys play? Like, not not to take over, because uh, uh, if you, no, if you no, have no, any directions please. you want to go, yeah. but uh, I know we want, we kind of want to mm-hmm. uh, talk some bullshit about video games because that's the background that I'm bringing into this. But have you guys played the the UFC video games? Uh, yeah absolutely in general i know nick you just mentioned uh the 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 concept of ground control and whether or not video game controls translate to that at all how do you think the controls of a uf ufc game translate to video games because i have some thoughts of that on my own i know a lot of people love it i know a lot of people are kind of skeptical
2: i i i like well the ground controls i'd say ea mma was very basic and it kind of got it Early on, yeah, and then the UFC when THQ was making their games, Mm -hmm. their best version of the ground game was when you had the ground and pound, like get out. Yes, but then when they started doing that whole submission thing and they tried to be like EA MMA, it just didn't translate well. It was just chaos. Yeah, everybody was stuck going back and forth, (laughs) back and forth, back and forth, back. And it was like, that was it. (laughs) Yeah, you got somebody on the ground and you're like. All right, well, I guess I'm
0: uh, staying here.
1: It's amazing how much of like a a chess game those games have become and how complicated they've been. I've I have i have never been able to get into it as seriously as some of the people who've gotten more competitive with the UFC Straight games. Mine, yeah. But I I had a, a I've kind of always avoided it because in my mind, like if 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 a game isn't translating one to one with what I'm expecting it to do, mm-hmm. um, I just I can't, I just don't have the patience for it. My brother loves UFC and he got the the newest UFC game, UFC four. four. And he messaged me at like <clears throat> two in the morning one day. And he was like, he was like, Mikey, I was about to throw this game in the fucking pool. I ejected (laughs) it. I was going to snap it in half. I thought maybe you'd want it, but I had nothing to do with this game. He's like, you play this. I played for two hours. I wasn't able to win a game, this and that. And I was like, okay, that's pathetic. But still. So he literally, he bought the game. He spent, it's it's Canadian. So probably like $200 Canadian
2: (laughs) for this fucking game.
1: (laughs) and then and then he gives it to me the next day and it just kind of sits on my shelf and now I'm too intimidated to play it. I love UFC, I love video games, but I've just never thought that the crossover has been there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It is uh some directions they tell you to press and push to do something that in real life wouldn't be that direction makes no sense
1: yeah. yeah it feels a little arbitrary it feels like a yeah. quick time event in a lot of ways like like a god of war quick time event where it's yes. like press triangle to gouge out this medusa's eyes and i'm like <laughs> what wait, what that's i've never pressed triangle in my life to do that i've used my fist yep. for it yep. and now they expect all this stuff from me it's uh is <laughs> uh no. now now i know it's i know good. you <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, okay, yeah, Matt's got his Kratos figure there. His Kratos figure there. I'm, I've I've been a huge fan of God of War for for quite a long time as well. Actually, I, that's, I that's still
0: a... will argue with anybody that says that God of War does not belong in the top five, ever. Are like, you Are it, you
1: talking uh, as a franchise or as the most recent game release?
0: I would say the most recent game release, just because they changed the whole aspect of it like it wasn't just like okay button mash do this do that like yeah and a cool yeah exactly so i think they did a really good and i'm really looking forward to what they're doing with ragnarok
2: and i'm glad they're not rushing it
0: because everybody learned with cyberpunk you don't do that shit here's
2: the thing let's stop
0: rushing games they're, yeah. complicated. And, they're complicated they're oh, complicated how
2: about shit. the gta uh redo for the switch oh dude, dude. so we just so on yes. the
1: retrograde we just did a uh uh for for the mushroom but we have like a patreon uh, account for <laughs> for it's like five dollars uh, a month we do yeah. a, a that like a hundred canadian that's at least one hundred and sixty dollars Canadian. Yeah, yeah. It's that's that's half of a video game in Canada. Um, we uh, we we did a replay of the I think it was San Andreas of of, of the yeah. remake, and you know what? It's font Like here's the thing. Yeah, there's a lot that's wrong with it because the Grand Theft Auto games have aged very poorly in my yes, opinion. Um, and all this did was kind of give a fresh coat of paint to one of the game or, or three of them in, in Grand Theft Auto uh three vice city and san andreas and people really hated it for not being more than than what it was we replayed it it wasn't as bad as everyone said it was it wasn't great they shouldn't have charged 80 dollars for it exactly Um, i i think the thing is 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 now we're in this era where remakes and remasters are so pitch perfect i'm thinking Mm -hmm. like demon souls on the ps5 I'm thinking uh, uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, the remakes that came out recently. Like a remake now has to actually add something to it. It's like when when an artist uh Covers a song. It's like if you're not adding something to it, why are you covering it? Exactly. And Rockstar just came and re-released. They, they like put a little fresh coat of paint on yeah. it. It's fine if you've played the original games. It's just not not amazing. It's like man. It's
2: like hey, look at this rain effect.
1: What? Yes. F- is that? yeah. But that's the thing. The lighting and the rain look great. Everything else looks fucking awful. So yep. like it doesn't. It doesn't. It just doesn't mesh. It doesn't mesh at all.
0: I, I mean, I'm gonna argue with you there because I bought the remastered when it was on sale. Mm. and it was three vice city i think it was three and vice city
1: yeah and san Andreas. they're all they're all in there yeah Yeah.
0: and i played the whole damn game to the end i was like (laughs) and i would do stuff and i'd go because as a kid you did not appreciate that the same way that you do now but also you're driving and you go this looks like shit yes (laughs) yeah but i loved i loved watching you and andy play and you're like oh if you go down the street and you go to the right then you go to the left and then you break this window there's a car in there that's really fast yeah, that's like, true <laughs> yeah
1: we did like it's amazing the sense memory that comes out when you're replaying those games that's that's what we do on the retrograde if if you're if your listeners aren't familiar we we go back and play games that we played when we were kids we rate and review them and uh, back when, as we remember them like as we were kids and then we rate mm-hmm. and review them as they hold up in the modern day and we did that with grand theft auto 3 um and is it's, it's it, I thought I remembered nothing about that game and it turns out I remembered a ton. And it's funny, like in a similar way, uh, you and I, Matt, leading up to this recording, we're talking about, you know, a few things with, with MMA and, and we, we got talking about some of my memories with like Ariel Hawani and the MMA media and how they, they're just so quick to to spoil something that's about to be released in a press release or something like that. And yeah. I had this like vague idea of what it was and you're like, yes, that was UFC 199 or like, like, you said, like the exact thing it was. It was like, that's what your memory is. Mine is more with video games. I do have an affinity towards UFC, mixed martial arts, boxing in particular. Um, um, and that's that. I'm, I'm excited to talk about all that stuff today.
0: Absolutely. <clears throat> well, and it worked out because um, it's Nick's birthday was UFC like, that was
2: Listen, that was awesome.
0: Being a member, you know, being someone who's been in the MMA media for over a decade, you see those things you see. Somebody reach out and give you information. The information ends up being wrong after you release <laughs> it. You know, it's a credibility thing. Um, Nick knows this story. I'll never say who it is. But I had <clears throat> I had somebody give me information who's no longer in the position that they were. And they were like, just don't put my name on this. And I was like, yeah, no problem. Well, it was breaking a fight. And I got a, I had interviewed one of the fighters and the other fighter I've been interviewing for years. So... I put out this release about, you know, announcing the fight for the first time. I get a text 10 minutes later from one of the fighters. Hey, who told you? Oh, and so I looked at it and I was playing dumb and I was just like, I'm sorry. Who's this? Oh. <laughs> and I was like, there's no way this is him. Yeah. I'm like, it's been years since we did an interview <clears throat> and I'm pretty sure I did that interview at Nick's house, which is funny. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, I was like, what are you talking? He was like, come on, man. I know it's somebody in my camp. And I'm like, well, I can tell you it's not, Um, you know, but I I can't tell you who it was. Come on, man. He's like, it's not like I'm going to kick your ass or something. (laughs) It is kind of what you do for a living. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I was going to ask, is that like as an added pressure for someone in MMA media, is there that added sense of like, these guys legitimately could kill me. Like if I'm talking about someone in, in the video game community, it's listen, I don't want to paint with too broad a brush, but like, it's rare that they're <laughs> going to be able to do much about it. Apart from like code a version of me that they can beat up on their own. Like, like I, I don't, I'm not worried about them finding me out, maybe doxing me or like hacking my <laughs> bank account or something, but like not physically beating me up. Do you yeah. ever like, you must feel a little bit more intimidation in that, right?
0: A a little bit. And I mean, to, to finish that one out, I basically told him, I said, you know, it's unwritten code. If you have a source, you can't release anything. I said, just like if you and I did an interview and you told me you had an arm injury and you said, Oh, don't, don't publish that. I said, I respect that. And he just wrote back. Well, we won't have to worry about that ever again. Will we? Oh no. And we haven't talked since. Oh shit. Um yeah I mean that I wouldn't say there's added pressure I mean a lot of the the fighters people have this misconception that fighters are dumb no, uh, yeah. fighters are just good at fighting but it's so funny because you know I was thinking about this earlier I can't think of another sport where you have as many nerds in fighting mm-hmm. there's a ton of fighters who love anime there's a yeah. ton of fighters who love video games and pop culture and everything else and they're open about it it's not something they're like yeah. <clears throat> You know, they're going to open a closet and be like, I have 8,000 Funkos in there. (laughs) (laughs) They'd be like, I have 8,000 Funkos. Somebody want to fight? Like...
1: <laughs> well isn't isn't that the same thing as like you see sometimes boxers and they have the weirdest fucking haircuts in the world and that's oh, because yeah. like who's gonna tell them their hair looks dumb who's gonna tell israel adesanya that his obsession with naruto is is dumb because he'll yeah. kick the shit out of them what what do they what do they have to worry about at that point right like it's the ultimate form of nerddom they're like this is what i love i'm passionate about it but do you guys also think that there's maybe this sense of like i th- i think that when you talk about nerds you know nerds i think very often would be attributed to like the the popular conception of like a big bang theory nerd like it's yeah. only star wars and this and that uh, but you can have mma nerds you can have hockey nerds you can have whatever yeah. i think the concept of a nerd the one thing we all have in common is that we're obsessive bordering on obsessive compulsive and i think that that if you're obsessive about something like mma to the point where you are great at it you could also very easily find yourself obsessive about the things that a lot of other nerds are obsessed with whether it's anime or 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 video games or something like that there's this there's this formula to these sorts of medias that i think attract people who who are obsessive personalities so it makes sense that 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 venn diagram is closer to a perfect circle right
0: (laughs) well it it makes you wonder if they started fighting because they have that obsession and mm. need to defend themselves right
1: right <laughs> <laughs> right yeah there's no i'm not letting another bully steal my lunch money because i talked about being a a, a, a an earthbender or something like that like it's not an airbender <laughs> it's like it's not gonna work but yeah
2: so yeah hey it's like it's like ali that guy stole my bike can you teach me you know to buy yes. that was it yeah. <laughs> i uh, Ali is
1: is i he had a documentary on on hbo that that came out uh what's my name i think or say my name something. something the newest like one yes, yes yes yeah uh i think it was two parts and yep. fucking hell the more sorry can, i can swear on this right yeah i oh, heard yeah, i heard yeah, yeah, yeah i yeah, mean yeah.
0: you already ruined that one if we couldn't yeah <laughs> <laughs> the whole show's just gonna be
1: I was thinking because I listened. I listened to to your last episode with Sarah, and I was like, I'm pretty sure I heard. Yeah, you guys, oh, yeah. you guys swearing. Um, uh, this guy
0: did research, I not just research, that.
1: dude. You you and I have been interacting yeah. with uh, with each other on on Twitter and all that stuff for a while. So I uh, I, I always whenever I, I I take to someone's personality online, I like to listen. We were super small at some point as well, and a couple people gave us a shot, and and that's the only reason why we we ended up getting a decent following like it's nice. it's you do that right but yeah. no the the more with with Ali what i was saying is the more i listen to this uh or the more i learn about him the more fascinated i am by him and you know you always yeah. have the argument of like you know ali versus tyson and that stuff i i'm kind of disinterested in it i'm more yeah. interested in the fact that like ali as a human being and as a sportsman is just one of my favorite stories I can ever imagine. I love that guy like I love the fucking Beatles. He's prolific in that way. He oh, he just stands shit. on his own.
2: I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ali was uh his his virtues. Mm-hmm. You know what he stood for. What he when he said, I'm not I'm not going to war because I never had a problem with that Viet Cong. They never called yeah. me you know what. Um and then they put him in jail, stripped him of the title, put him in jail. He did it. He came back. Won again. You know. I mean. And the guy was like damn near unhittable. Yeah. Uh, and I will relate. I'll just not to get away from Ali because I will come back to him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> feet, footwork mm-hmm. is one of the major components. Period in fighting. Yeah. Oh, for sure. If you don't sure. have that, you 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 don't have anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would say, and I've always, I've told Quiggins this plenty of times. Um, I know, I know. I got to go this way that way. <laughs> we're, we're pointing at each other's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, it's like uh, the fucking
1: Brady Bunch over here. Yeah, guy.
2: yeah. It's <laughs> a story. No, um, Dominic Cruz is probably the closest person that I've seen recently that has had footwork, that mm. plays such a major role in his performance and his striking and his movement and his evasive maneuvers and things like that. And uh, Ali was like just the master at that. And then to talk about Tyson real quick, Remember on, a serial, on on Arsenio Hall's show, they asked him, "Could you beat Tyson in your prime?" And he said, "Let's get serious." To you know, I'm paraphrasing. He was like, "No, he's the master. He's the legend. He's it. I yeah. would I would lose." And he he put a he put it to rest. He said, "I would not beat that man." Yeah. I like
1: that, although I do think that there is a propensity for the best of the best to often defer to the next best in saying, like, this happens all yes. the time, and, like, I'm a, I'm a big hockey fan, and, like, the Gordie Howe, the Wayne Gretzky, the, the Bobby Orr, they oh, all yeah. say the other person, um, yeah. but do they believe it? I think as a boxer, there's no way any boxer who's been considered the best actually thinks they would lose in that fight. I, I, I It's great oh, yeah. that they say that, but yeah
2: but see the problem is too with boxing um nowadays back then there was one belt one you know every mm-hmm. weight class right now there's all these promoters all these different yeah. you know sectors so to speak they all have money in it and so it's not like the best fighting the best anymore it's the best fighting eight or 10 paper champions yes. or the okay fighting paper champ that's why teddy atlas has pretty much like run himself off of tv because he was the only one yelling and screaming about it. Yeah. This is what's killing boxing. Exactly. We got people <laughs> champions, you know, and blah, blah. And he's so true. He's so right about it. Uh, and and I love boxing. Trust me, I have, like, seven of Ali's previous, like, documentaries on him. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I, I mean, you know, uh, what do you call it? Um, All, all the other greats, like... Uh, you know, uh, Manos de Pierta, You know, and and Sugar Ray Robinson and yeah. um, uh, the Four I'm Kings sure. documentary
1: was fantastic as well.
2: With, oh with, yes, yes, Sphinx, You know, like yeah. I mean, it's, ton, it's I could I could keep going on. Of course, um, you know the the Sugar Shane Robinson, um, Sugar Shane Mosley, Mosley uh, Mosley, yeah. Um I was like, we can call him Robinson? We'll just make up a new guy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking of uh I'm thinking of the uh tall, heavyweight slash light heavyweight that like had like 200 some fights and then yeah, you know, never lost in so many <laughs> so many well, years.
1: I mean, yeah, Sugar Ray Robinson. I think I think yeah. would have been my my favorite. I think I I kind of argue best boxer of all time just because he's fighting like every fucking week and like traveling place to place to fight. It's in an era that we'll never have again. I get yep. that, but yep. you mentioned. Ali, and not to take over and make this all about boxing, but you mentioned when he he uh, avoided going to war and yep. he was stripped of his titles and the only place he could fight was in Canada. And yes. he fought George Shavalo, who is a yep. Canadian, an absolute Canadian icon. Uh, yes. George Shavalo has fought Joe Frazier. He fought Muhammad Ali, never been knocked down in his entire career. In the fight against Joe Frazier, had his orbital bone broken, and still didn't go down, like waved off instead of falling down. The guy's a fucking maniac, huge <laughs> heart. Uh, he goes around like he's still pretty prominent in Canadian culture. He goes to to high schools and, and tells his story. His story's actually pretty tragic if you've never heard of it. His I think his son commits suicide, uh, one one overdosed on drugs like it just a, a incredibly tragic story. And he somehow uh persevered through all of it. Um, and that's just another story from the realm of boxing that it's like. You know, yeah. no different from MMA. These these people yeah. are just cut from a different cloth.
2: Uh huh. I believe there's two types of fighters. They either know they have the skill, or can, or can reach that skill level to, yep. to do great or to be great, or they're crazy and they mm-hmm. like yeah. fighting.
1: That's Roberto Duran. I would say like Roberto <laughs> yeah. Duran is just fucking yeah. crazy and likes fighting. I like that yes. guy, man. Yeah. When
2: well, you can, when you can, when you have a story of you're a horse handler and you the horse hits you and you punch and knock punch the it horse back out. that's crazy it's fucking nuts man
1: it's nuts it's nuts now i know you guys you guys have some history uh i know you matt have some history with 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 fighting as well right um uh did you i, I know at least based on your profile picture you you roll a little bit you do some some jujitsu jiu-jitsu,
0: yeah i <clears throat> years of watching fighting and you're going why isn't he just getting up why can't he just do yeah. this like why isn't it working <laughs> Um, you know, I finally got the chance, and you know, I've got an amazing professor, Professor Mike Geary at Newport Ritchie Jiu Jitsu. Um, you know, I've got some amazing training partners, and if if I called all of them out, I'm gonna forget somebody and upset it. So I love all of you equally, thank you. (laughs) Um, but it wasn't until 2019 that I finally got to a point where I was like, all right, I have the time, I have, you know, I have the ability to do this, so I started doing that, and I said, I want a blue belt by 2020. Well. 2020 hit we all know what happened and we got to start training again and we had to all wear masks mm. and wearing a mask while doing jujitsu uh sucks i couldn't imagine man uh, but it was also amazing cardio training because yep. you're having to learn to breathe right. through that but you're getting like mask pushed up through your nose you know i found one that had plastic on it the next day i had plastic rings on my face i was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like okay this isn't working so i got my blue belt still in 2020. And I was like, Oh, okay. So you nice. start, congratulations, uh, man.
1: That's huge. Yeah. Thank you. Nick, That's are you, do, do you practice much or is, is there a specific, uh, point of interest for you?
2: No, um, I don't practice, but, um, I mean, I mean, in my own spare time, I, I do, you know, follow instructional videos and things like that yep. and just kind of create muscle memory and, and different kickboxing elements and, and MMA workouts and stuff like that. But, official training no i haven't done some in a long 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 time
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough like it it is one of it's those things tough. matt as as you mentioned with uh with with covid hitting it was uh just tough to to get back into the gym i i was i was boxing for quite a while and uh and obviously like what, one of the first things that happened where i realized covid was a big deal is is actually kind of an interesting story i was i was uh I had a a, a a gym that I was a part of and I left that one for for this new okay. one. And then as COVID hit, they I won't mention any names, but they they pretty well renowned gym in Canada. Uh Lennox Lewis had trained there, like some 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 big uh, names. I know
2: what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, and and he uh uh they went under like right yeah. as COVID hit. They they couldn't they couldn't afford their their bills. The landlord kicked them out before there were any uh, restrictions in terms of what landlords could do. They kind of like evicted them before it was it was a possibility for the government to come in and help. And yeah. I got a call that basically said, uh, "Listen, we left the back door open. All the lockers are cut. The locks are off of them. Can you go into the gym because I I worked around the corner and go take as many of the valuables out of there as you can." And give them to us and then you know whatever so I'm this is like I felt like it was the fucking last of us like the video game the last (laughs) of us it's I'm wearing a mask I'm wearing glasses I'm still not used to wearing a mask in public I drive across the corner to this place I bust in through the back door (laughs) feeling like it's illegal even though the person the tenant told me I could do it and it's dark in there even though it's the middle of the day it's a boxing boxing gym but everything's thrown about as though it's been looted I'm going into all the different lockers like trying to find valuables and water bottles and this than that and it was just this bizarre situation of like well this is the last time i'm going to train anywhere in a very long time and then uh, <laughs> just learning how to to train myself in my own place that was, that was yeah, about it
2: that was the best thing i've i've done that for years i have my own home gym yeah weights exercise balls all that stuff like in you know, a corner mats and yep. i mean wow when the whole thing hit it was like a godsend yeah
1: Really is. It's uh learning. You know what I also find about it, not to make this too much about about our training and what we do, but yeah. but the the idea. We can talk about whatever.
0: Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, it who's gonna t- yeah,
1: no one can tell us what to do. And if they do, it's after we record it and they can't even change what we're doing anyway. Um <laughs> we come but...
0: back and just edit it out everything but <laughs> MMA. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 30-second
1: oh, no. podcast where we're talking about Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier, and George Shavalo. Um oh the uh, uh no, and it's the fact that like learning how to uh, train yourself without other people's eyes on you is almost mentally more of a a benefit than going to a gym because I know a lot of people want a trainer and they want to go to a gym because they're then held accountable. But that process, that was the hardest thing about COVID, was learning how to hold yourself accountable when there's no yeah. one else around. Like, yes. are you going to do that extra rep, or are you just going to kind of quit on it and then tell yourself you did a workout? You know, like learning that extra step. And you I know, couldn't I imagine for for us you know we're not professionals no nope. but when you look at like like when those first events were happening in uh uh was it Saudi Arabia
0: yeah uh, yeah, they did know, I mean, yeah they did the right, right. Island.
1: When the yeah, Fight yeah. Island, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, with Abu Dhabi or Saudi or why, why yeah, Abu Dhabi? Yeah, Abu Dhabi. Dhabi. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you're uh, thinking
0: wrestling now. I yes, think, yeah, I think exactly, the bicep exactly. Is Starting to sink in. Yeah,
1: <laughs> 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 the, the the leathery Hulk Hogan bicep. Uh, when they first started to come back, I'm like, man, you know, in my mind, these guys just weren't training. They were sitting on their couches like everyone else. But uh, obviously, they were no, keeping they were themselves fair. mentally prepared. Mm-hmm. They were finding ways to get into the gym. Just a whole different element of of the game.
2: Absolutely. And people Absolutely. people
0: started doing their own thing. You know, I've got friends who were like, I can't train at the gym, turn their garage into a dojo. Right. Like change, you know, change their spare room, cleaned out their room to do something with it. Yeah. Um, i.e., this podcast was born from COVID. There like, you go. Here you go. Really like, I've got a spare room. I've got time since I'm not going anywhere. That's all we had. Uh, yeah. I hate seeing myself on camera Let's do this shit
1: <laughs> Yeah, I, I hung a heavy bag in my bedroom And now it's just a bed and a heavy bag And uh, good luck with my hinge profile on that one No one wants to come home and see that You take the bag down and they're like Why do you have chains hanging from your goddamn ceiling, Mikey? What's going on? I'm like, wouldn't you like to find out? Uh, <laughs>
0: That doesn't happen till date three.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a gentleman. I'm a gentleman.
0: Date three comes. You hang the heavy bag. You just hand her a <laughs> pair of gloves. All right, show let me
1: what you, you what, you what you got. Show me what you got. Um. So, how did you guys get into uh, to MMA? I am sorry if I'm asking the questions, but I'm I'm curious no. about this, the, the, Listen, this. with you guys. Yeah,
0: I'm not gonna
2: lie. It's more fun having you ask the questions. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you you could tell them Quiggins was Pride FC. Yeah. I had a bunch of the DVDs and I was like, bro, you got to check this out. You got to well, check you, this out.
0: Hold up. Let's back up a little bit here. So, I had just gotten into MMA the year prior to us meeting. So, 2008. Yep. And I had two roommates and I they were watching they were watching fights and I caught the Aldo vs. fight, hmm. the WC. Yep. And I caught the Faber and Mike Brown fight and I was like, I'm not a violent person. I was like, but that was pretty entertaining. <laughs> Hell yeah. And then I started working at Best Buy where Nick worked. And we met and like, I remember, I think I helped you move. And you're like, oh, you like yes. fights? Let's watch this. And we watched like six hours at a time. <laughs> oh, it
2: was great. The ego retention was- knockout. Oh my God. On, uh, the Brazilian dude. Uh- oh yeah. Are, are we, oh, I forgot his last name. Not but a, where he a knocks roto- him on the corner turnbuckle and well, like, well, hits him three more times time. before he even hits the ground. Oh, so good. It was a what? different era. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, they, you know, the, the Japanese mafia being involved in that yeah. and then allowing everyone to roid up. They're involved. like, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then saying, uh, all right, Reuting is cheating. Everybody do it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) We'll allow it. You guys, like, it was was a crazy era too. Like, I love the purity of when this first, uh, purity is a weird word to use given it's people punching each other's brains in. But the whole idea idea. of like, what is going to work? People were like, the boxer's going to win every time. Like I'm talking like UFC one era where it's just yeah. mixed martial arts. One guy yeah. in there with one fucking, uh, uh oh, boxing yeah. glove on. yeah. God damn that like there are stories. I know you too. guys are familiar with it, but if any of the listeners haven't heard like the oral history of, uh, UFC one, it mm-hmm. is. Yeah. What, what a goddamn story that what is. And it, it um, also
0: the recollection of UFC one gives me my favorite rampage Jackson quote of all time. Yeah. Cause he goes one boxing glove. What you gonna do with one boxing glove? <laughs> and I was like, "It's like, a great I'm question." I'm not trying to be offensive, but man, when he says, "Oh yeah," this oh. book talks a lot about
2: that.
1: Nick's holding up the uh, the the Shamrock, Shamrock book, Ken Shamrock book. There, yeah. yeah. Oh hell yeah, that looks like an interesting read, man. That does. And apparently, oh, you you guys both have it. And I'm like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, is, do I need to pull a book right here? Here, look, I got I got a little black journal I can hold in front of there. <laughs> I've got some notes. Whoa, in there. Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa. Yeah. <laughs> anybody not watching, Mikey just showed us some crazy stuff.
1: Yeah, it's a crazy stuff. <laughs> I, uh, I I've heard, though, that the reason he wore a boxing glove wasn't because he for strategy. It was because he had like a legit boxing fight a couple weeks later and he couldn't risk breaking one of his fingers.
0: <laughs> yep, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, there's there's so many cool stories about UFC one. Um, the pay per view ran over, so it was shut off before people got to right. see the main event. Yeah. Um, Gerard Godot biting Hoist Gracie's ear and one <laughs> yeah, so that when Hoist Gracie submits him and he's tapping, he doesn't let go. <laughs> and you see him tapping, and he's tapping faster and faster and faster, <laughs> and Hoist is just like, "No, nah.
1: no, this is payback, <laughs> baby. <laughs> this
0: is I for love the year. That. And that's even Shamrock. You know, Shamrock was like, "I'm going to beat this guy, no problem." And and I'll, next thing you know, he's like, What what just happened? And he starts like he taps. Yes. They separate him and he tries to keep fighting. And Hoist looks at him and goes, yeah, like, what are you doing?
1: He wasn't in his head. It's a crazy, it's a crazy image that is. I mean, I just like you know, the 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 onset of of Brazilian jiu-jitsu and how important it was. But I always I always think about that. Like, what do you guys think in terms of the way strategy is going in the UFC? Mm-hmm. Uh for a while leg kicks were inconsequential for example um you know for a while brazilian jiu-jitsu was just one of the things that you needed now you cannot fight in the ufc if you don't at least have a defense against brazilian jiu-jitsu now you cannot fight in the ufc unless you have a defense against leg kicks otherwise you're going to get chewed up Yeah. yeah What, what strategies are there that we haven't envisioned yet? Like, you know what I mean? Like uh, I always yeah. wonder 10 so years grade. from now, how different the sport is going to be when people realize these other strategies, because it really was two or three years ago, maybe a little bit more that leg kicks became the defining thing in a, in a fight that is going to uh, spend so much time with, with two people standing up. Yeah. Right. Yep. Well,
0: and I think, Go ahead. I think yep. what happened is at the beginning, it was, you were really good at one aspect, right? Yep. Then you got people as the, the UFC has progressed and has MMA has progressed, because I don't want to just limit it to the UFC. Then you had people who were good at a few things and kind of good at some other things. Then you have people who are great at everything. Right. Yeah. And now we're at the stage where it's like, okay, you're great at everything. You need to be amazing at something else yes. over again. Yes. So when Jose Aldo <clears throat> would throw leg kicks, that hurt me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like. And it was, I, it was, was it the Faber fight? One of those fights, his leg was just
2: destroyed. Yeah. It was the Faber fight, yeah. Absolutely. Oh my God. We showed pictures after it. He was sitting in his chair, his lounger or something. They were all, he was in the, the hospital. I in the world. hospital for that one.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> I remember when the leg kicks first started becoming a big thing, you'd see someone chopping away at it and think that every time someone threw the leg kick that it wasn't a big deal because it's like, oh, his legs mm-hmm. are whatever. And then you'd see them get carried out of the octagon after the fight and yeah, everyone right? would be like, why are they getting carried? Oh, this, this. <laughs> pussy like what's going on not realizing that that now is the thing that just debilitates you over the course of a fight and i constantly when i'm watching that i'm like man it wasn't three four years ago that we didn't know that was a strategy Mm -hmm. so perceive like i can imagine three or four years from now something else is gonna is it like the fucking pinky tap someone's just gonna grab a pinky and wrench it the other way like is that what it's
0: gonna be i don't know right now it's those those oblique kicks
1: yeah, like, oh, yeah,
0: it just destroy your leg and to, to talk the about the, the leg kick and walking off on a stretcher. One of one of the fr- I say friends of the show, uh, Ian McCall, when he fought Dominic Cruz way back when Dominic broke Ian's leg and Ian was still fighting on it. Yep. And it wasn't until he sat down in between rounds that he went, "Ow, oh, yeah, like, <laughs> like, yeah, not good. So that adrenaline's just pumping, out. And, and I think you're right. What is going to be the next thing? And I don't, I don't think there's going to be a singular one. I'm still firmly convinced, and I know I'm going to get a lot of shit for this. Um, that people who fought John Jones did not use leg kicks enough. I no, agree it's with you.
2: Pencil thin legs.
1: I agree with you. Yeah. I mean I, and look what happened when someone kind of did. He got carried out of the like everyone was like why isn't John Jones doing anything, you know? And uh-huh. he just and and he and he gets carried out of the octagon and that's kind of what I was thinking where everyone's like how is this guy getting carried you won the fight and you're getting carried yeah. out of the octagon? How is this happening? Let's let's see someone who's better at that. And now here's the thing. You know John Jones, I think everyone he's almost like the Floyd Mayweather of of fighting not not because of his credentials but because everyone kind of likes him, but also wants to see him lose because he's not yeah. a great guy. Yeah. Um But, but I, I think also... that was,
0: I think that was McGregor and then everybody. Oh saw him yeah. lose A bunch and they went. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> McGregor man. I mean, he's that's, that's a whole other story. I mean, he's yeah. uh what, what, where does he go from here? What do you guys see his next fight being? Uh,
0: the alleyway. Yeah.
1: <laughs> do you There's... think, it, is there a Diaz fight in his future? I I'd be okay. Seeing, seeing that
2: probably. Yeah. Probably. Just, He just calls out whatever he wants and when, when, when Dana gives it to him sooner or later, if it's going to put asses. So how do you,
1: how do you reconcile this though? Because I agree with you. You I I want him to go away. I want him to go away, but I'm the first one to fucking line up to to to. watch him fight. He's on
2: the card, whatever. But my whole thing is combat sport, boxing, everything. It's supposed to be the number one contender versus the person yes. with the title yeah, Period. yeah I agree this whole jumping the ladder because you run your mouth and you know oh you know bend his girl over and take her in the you know, know this guy's final, know. Series final. <laughs> is, is that type of mouth that type of stupidity that's ruining the sport unfortunately I agree, I agree. Um, I, that's yeah. why I
1: love like like Kamaru Usman is is my favorite active yes. fighter right now absolutely and and here's the thing that baffles me about him. You Everybody know, one of, him, so. well, but it, it I mean, right. it hates him, but, but, and, and then you wonder why, why do people hate him? People hate him because they think he's boring, right? Oh, well, they, too like, bad.
2: But yeah, but too here's bad. the
1: thing. He, he was, he was quote unquote boring in the way George St. Pierre was boring in the sense that he was a great wrestler. He could slow yep. down the fight and win on points. And he was okay with that. Well, What baffles me about him right now is something that George St. Pierre never did, except maybe in the Bisping fight but is now oh, Usman yeah. Usman is strength? saying I will take the, the, what you're saying the other fighters strength is I'm going to take that and I'm going to yeah. beat them at that. He, yeah. he had no business taking a second fight with Masvidal and nope. throwing with him. Why would you do that? Masvidal that- could potentially knock anyone he fights out. Mm-hmm. And Usman is like, I'm going to get everyone's respect, not by talking shit, but by beating everyone at their own game. And that's what I love about him.
0: Well, yes. GSP actually did the same thing because when it came to Kosh they were like oh right, who's right. gonna be the better wrestler yeah and GSP stood with him yes you know when it came to who's going to be the better striker you know or the ground game with you know Jake Shields like GSP oh, yeah. was still taking him down and going okay you know yeah. GSP between until the the bizbang fight when he came back and won the middleweight title he hadn't finished anybody since UFC 94. Yeah. That was when he caught BJ Penn and his corner threw in the towel. Right. Right. So people want finishing. We all want violence. And I think to segue into, you know, we could segue into anything from there. But I think that's why Deontay Wilder
1: became popular. (laughs) I I, think
0: that's why.
1: Thank you for going into this. I could talk for hours on this.
0: But for me, so being friends with Nick, like we'll talk. He'll tell me stuff about boxing. You know, when we had Burt Watson on the show. Oh, yeah. Bert used to be Joe Frazier's manager. Yeah. And he told us that Joe Frazier. So he told us this crazy story about yes. his his like niece's wedding, and there was a limo service, and they went out and he rolled down the window. And he said, My nephew came in and goes, The guy in the limo looks like Joe Frazier. <laughs> and he was like, Yeah, whatever. He goes, And I walked out you there you and done, it was Joe Frazier. Yep. And we're like, well. You gotta explain this. He goes, Well, Joe Frazier owned a, a limo service, and the guy that was supposed to do this job called out. So he just got in and did No the way.
1: Yeah. And I'm like,
0: this is crazy.
1: That's you know? amazing. So well, people people forget with Joe Fraser. Like he, you know, after he after he beat Ali, he kind yeah. of, you know, almost without doing it as extreme as Marvin Hagler did it, like kind of stepped away from boxing a little bit. Like he, he, did. he became a rock star in the way that like Rocky became a rock star in, uh what was it before he got his ass kicked by Mr. T? I don't remember which. <laughs> oh, that was. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, but he kind of did. Like, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He sort of stepped away and, and was never the same sort of, but he like did what he needed to do and stepped away. Marvin Hagler never even, thought about coming back he stepped away and, and never came back but uh but frazier did that and then just became a business person like just just wanted to make money he wanted to make music wanted to uh 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 exist on his own apart from the boxing ring it was impressive which is
0: well, smart and that yeah. to me is the smartest thing to do yeah because mma really is the only sport without a contingency plan yes like you you be the champion you you win all these fights that's cool once you're not the champion once you're not fighting anymore
1: you better open up a fucking gym.
0: Yeah. You better open <laughs> gym, up a gym. <laughs> or you're like Khabib and you start, you know, buy that promotion or yes. buy into that promotion. But then I feel like we went backwards because the main events, you know, Tyrone Spong and Bigfoot Silva and we're bringing Rashad out of retirement. I and know, I have man. The utmost respect for Rashad. But I don't want to see him get knocked out again, man. No.
1: It's, it was the same thing. I remember watching uh, Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz and like even back when, when Chuck Liddell gave his, like his press uh, 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 showing of like, he was, he was hitting the pads. And I was like, this guy, this is, it looks like it's his first year throwing punches. Like, I know he's got a bad (laughs) back and everything, but I was like, this isn't good.
0: That was, that was Holyfield. Like that was, oh Oh, my God.
1: It's World. just, it's, it's bad. You don't, you don't yeah. want to see that. These guys are legends. Just let them go out. But if yes. they don't have any way to make money and make a, a living off of like, people think like, yeah, you, maybe you make a million dollar payday off of a, off of a fight, whatever it is. That's not enough to last you the rest of your life, no. especially when you're spending money as though you just made a million dollar payday.
2: You have uh, to pay all the, you know, the manager, yeah. the, the gyms that you train at, the people, the people you call in to train with. It's a lot yeah. of money. Just have that gets out of their pocket the second they make it. Exactly. Yeah, you talk um, about those those fifty thousand dollar bonuses.
0: You know, I've had fighters been like, okay, so after all that, I made twenty five hundred dollars. Uh huh. Yeah. And you are like, they're like after taxes and yeah, this taxes. and this and this and you are like, well, damn. Like, yeah.
1: Well, what was what was who is is it Andraj the uh, the the fighter who who they found had like a secret OnlyFans
2: account? Just go Andraj. Oh, she she has one, but there is some others, but I don't think it was. I don't think it was a secret though. She kind of she kind of yeah, put she it out kind there. of put it out there like, oh, hey, yeah.
1: but wasn't wasn't the reason for it that she just didn't make enough money as a UFC fighter, like she had to supplement, or was this I I could be wrong. I I I, I thought it was that I she
0: wouldn't,
2: did I wouldn't, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't
0: doubt, doubt it. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it either. And you know, it's not helping that Paige Van Zant's going out there going, I made more money in my first year of OnlyFans or my first month of doing this than I did my entire career. And I'm like, that's not a good thing. That's mm-hmm. not good. Like that's not what we want to at, hear. At anything.
1: what point does 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 Dana take action on that? And I know it's not just I know we're using like I'm using Dana as an yeah. umbrella term, but we, like, we but but it's got the, the, as an organization, you gotta look after your your athletes at a certain point, right? Like these these that's guys good, are guys guys and girls are are putting themselves in situations that are. uh life-threatening i mean we're all yep. getting a ton of enjoyment out of it apparently that just the gulf between like the best of the best and mediocre it's like there's money only for the best of the best if you're mediocre yep. you're you're forgotten and if you're low of the pack then you're making more money than you'd make minimum wage but like you're still not making a ton
0: absolutely what, what are you so i'll let i'll let nick take this
2: one first because i've got a have yeah. got an opinion on that one yeah i uh yeah unfortunately um I don't think Dana does anything. I think at this point, uh yeah, they were still putting on shows and doing things, but how much money were they really making while there were no fans in the audience? I think he's calling it damage control. He's like, Oh, you're not making enough money? I could let you go. I I understand if you want to go make money somewhere else, I'll hey, I don't want to lose you. You know, I'm sorry. But, and then in the back, he's probably like, yes, another one off the payroll. <laughs> okay, yeah. what, what else can we get rid of? You know what I mean? And right. then, I mean, the UFC and the, I thought it was the U, first it was like the UFC cutting people, you know, and, and it made sense. It was people who had like no wins in their last six fights right. or five right. fights or, you know, which is okay. You, know, you know I'm going to I'm gonna
0: bring up Sam Alvey. you know, no, I know. <laughs> exactly
2: it. it but he said he always smiles he always Yeah, smiles. no we but love
0: him out no. they no. start
2: cutting 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 you know sending people then all of a sudden wwe is just like what is happening with them are they reselling are they getting it it's like every week five people gone five people gone five people gone right. five people gone five... right and they have like nobody they just have all these nXt people and a couple a couple like mainstream superstars yes. and you know that's entertainment that's different that's not a I mean no, no let me not You know, I respect them, too. They go out there and they put their bodies on the line every single night. I know what you're saying, though. I know what
1: you're saying it is it is different and, and it's it's crazy it's crazy that we're treating a a legit combat sport as entertainment but as you said earlier it's not always about the the uh first versus the second a boat it's not always about yeah. this. No, this is no, the, right, Canadi- right. the canadian the canadian to me coming out listen that's i made it, it By 46
0: way. minutes without doing it I 100 I- <laughs>
1: true we say a boat like we can't help it it just happens <laughs> like when south park does it we're like do our heads fucking flap like that too like i didn't even realize we did it, um, but it's not <laughs> UFC. Is not about the best versus the second best. Yeah. It is often about the fight that's going to get the most pay per view buys. And yes. it feels like you know. I know a lot of people don't like to hear this, but the the thing that might help that organize not the organization is in the UFC, but the fighters is 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 a is a union. Like oh y- yeah. Y- yeah, you hate to see we, you know coming for- c- coming from a video game background. Yeah. You know people want yeah. want the video game developers to unionize as well because they're often very mistreated. Crunch is is like a, a, an industry standard term for like 100-hour work weeks close yeah. to the release of a game. Uh, it just seems like there is money. There is money coming in. And yeah. it doesn't seem like it's always going to the right people. Dana White goes on Instagram and shows this crazy, like he's in Houston and he's showing this, this, This hotel room that he has that has a fucking basketball court in his hotel room, (laughs) next to a club in his hotel room, and yet Jessica Andrade is on OnlyFans trying to make a living. What the fuck, dude? Change something.
2: Yep. And what's crazy is she was doing that, and she was like two or three in her weight class, like ranking. Yes. It's not like she's a nobody.
1: She's like a name where when I heard it was her, I was like, oh, a different. Andrade, of course, like not <laughs> not the person I'm seeing fight every like, four months. Like it's yeah, not that. Person.
0: That's the monster yeah. who, first of all, I don't know how she cut to 115. Yes, or 125. Oh, yeah. At 35, she was scary. Yeah, she's, she's like, she, she was even scary.
1: She's like the Paula Costa of of her division. Like she's absolutely just like, <laughs> yeah. like when
2: she fought on 199, she fought, yeah. uh, when she fought Pena and just like destroyed her, ran yes. across the octagon and yeah. just laid her out.
1: Yeah. She's exciting, man. I, I, I'm i always excited to see her fight.
2: Yeah. I,
0: I love that you did bring up the Paulo Costa because I think for his last fight, he should have been fined 40%. Because <laughs> the fight was at 185, and then he said, hey, man, let's do 195. And the guy was like, yeah, sure. That's, that's fine. And then he said, yeah, I can't make 195. <laughs> so we gotta do I go, that to me is 20% each time
1: and then he's still lost what are you doing what are you doing we thought you had had a chance against adesanya what are you doing costa
0: no no that adesanya well that falls way under the realm of entertainment yes than skill when he did that little move at the end of the costa fight that was one of the funniest things i've ever seen (laughs) that that goes along the line of of Tito getting spanked by Randy Couture. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, Tito goes, you tapped. And he was like, no. 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 I tapped that ass, baby. That's right. <laughs> so I had this crazy idea because you brought up the fighter pay. Yeah. The other day of how the other organizations are going to help the UFC in the long run. And I right. say this now. So the fighter pay is never going to get adjusted. It's, nope. it's not going to. Yeah. I even saw something today. I want to say it was MMA fighting. I'm sorry if it wasn't. But they talked about getting rid of, like, the $50,000 bonuses. Because there's no standard for it. It's just, sure. like, you. And I'll say right here and right now, Nick and I already talked about it. The Cheyenne Valismas, because she's not Cheyenne Bays anymore. That fight was deserving of the fight of the night. Yes. Seeing Rob Font, no disrespect to him, getting outworked by Aldo for five rounds is yeah. not fight of the night. no, no. I want to close It's cool fight for Aldo,
1: but it's not a good fight. Yeah, like,
0: exactly. You know, give Aldo a $50,000 beatdown bonus. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, But I'm sorry. But what I'm seeing is all the time, I got to be in the UFC. I've got to be in the UFC. I've interviewed guys that, you know, fought in Newport, Richie, Florida, made it all the way to the UFC, and they're like, that's their only goal. Now you're seeing a lot of fighters leave the UFC yes. when their contracts come up or asked to leave when they're on a, you know, Corey Anderson's a perfect example. Yeah, Like Corey Anderson was on a winning streak, like was doing fairly well, left. Bellator offering million-dollar payouts, PFL offering million-dollar payouts. Here's what I think is going to happen. We're going to see a lot more fighters go through those organizations. Yep. We're going to see a lot more fighters get those, those bigger payouts, because even not winning the finals, like – there are fighters who told me they fought four times for PFL and made more than eight UFC fights.
1: Well, can you know? I, can I use, this is, this is kind of a, I'd say inside baseball, but it's, it's hockey. It's kind of a nerdy <laughs> example, but oh, lightning I know Matt, you've got, you've got a, uh, a lightning poster in your, in your background there. Uh, uh, Nick, I'm not sure if you're much of a, a hockey fan yourself. I see yeah, a lot yeah, of them revealing, Yeah. Vila, do, yeah. I so around the time that, you know just before Wayne Gretzky was entering the league um mm-hmm. the the WHA was 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 trying to become the the league that would challenge the NHL right oh, the NHL yeah. as the big league mm-hmm. the WHA is a fucking footnote it is it's nothing compared to what the NHL is now but mm-hmm. what they did was they looked at the way that young players were being paid in the NHL and, and they offered contracts that were yep. lucrative compared yep. to that we're talking about the NHL knowing that they're the only game in town. So what they did is they basically said, we'll give you $20,000 a year, like not even that. It was like 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 barely livable wage for the NHL. And they're like, you play three years here. You sign a contract, so you can't sign anywhere else. Yeah. By the time you're you're later on in your career, maybe you'll make something. The WHA came along and they're like, we'll give you $100,000. Get some of your friends, come play for us. And yeah. we're going to be the biggest, we're going to have the biggest sure. names. We're going to take some of your older players, some of your younger players, and we're going to show the NHL that like, Hey, if you're not willing to pay these guys, they're going to want to come to us. And yeah. they did. And the WHA unfortunately folded as a result of that, because, too much. because they spent too much yeah. and it was, it was, it was, uh, they, they couldn't manage it. No. But in that process, in that seven or eight years that they were managed, like they, they were a thing, the NHL had to change all of their standings. They had yeah. to, to to find a way mm-hmm. to pay younger players what they deserved. They had to make it so that uh, older players got the potential to make more money, and it changed the game of hockey forever. Now, yeah. I'm not saying one of these other promotions are going to take over UFC, but one of them is going to start offering more money, and, well, and, and fighters are going to go there, and then that's going to change the landscape forever.
0: Well, and here's why I think it's not going to change it, and this is the oh. weirdest thing. It's going to make better fighters. Sure. So you get these fighters who get into the UFC, they're making 15, 20,000 for a fight. You know, I'll never forget talking to Dave Rickles when he was in Bellator and he had four jobs and he was training and he was Jesus fighting Christ
2: dude. Yeah. It's just
0: ridiculous. Crazy man. Um, He's, you know, I've watched but he worked his ass off for everything. But what I'm going to, what I think we're going to see happen is we're going to see those guys because they can't dedicate the amount of time they need to no. in the UFC. They lose a bunch of fights. They get cut. They got to figure it all out again. They go to these other organizations and they're still fighting pretty high competition, but it's not the same level. Right. Mm-hmm. No disrespect to anybody because you've got a lot of these guys who were, you know, world title challengers and everything like that doing really, really well. Um, And I think what you're going to see is they're going to go to these other organizations. They're going to win a tournament or get higher up in the tournament. They're going to get money. So let's say they make it to the semifinals of the PFL tournament. They make $500,000. That's life changing. 100%. They don't have to work anymore. They can dedicate more time to the gym and focus on their life. Gets them back into the UFC. That's Because a great now point. they're saying, I've got the money in the background. And I've been thinking about this for weeks. And I haven't said <laughs> it out loud to anybody. So That's I'm a great right. point.
1: No, I'm watching. There's this Netflix documentary called Bad Money and oh, uh, yes. or, or bad bad sport or something something like yeah, that. It's and it's well, and there's this one. And
2: all of that. Yep. Yes,
1: yes. And there's this yeah. one that I watched about a a uh, a, a race car driver who oh, basically yeah. just like had to smuggle drugs, drugs. to fund yeah. the ability to race. He didn't want to smuggle drugs, no. but he needed the money to do it so he could focus on that. And if that's what it takes, if you. Don't have to smuggle drugs. If you can focus on fighting, it's just not in as prolific a, an organization as the UFC, but it gives you that nest egg to fund training camp for the next couple of years. Yeah. Brilliant. I
0: love it. And that's what I'm saying. Cause at that point they, they start to fight and they go, I don't care how much I'm getting paid. I'm winning. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like I'm moving up the ladder. I'm solidifying myself as a formidable person in this organization. Right. Somebody they want to keep, you know, Nick had mentioned the WWE cuts. They cut a lot of people. I was blown away. And you know, no. I grew up watching wrestling. We've talked about this before. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I love seeing Sting wrestle still. <laughs> Favorite wrestler growing up and seeing him now, it's fantastic. But you cut guys like Bray Wyatt, who I think were one of the most interesting characters that have come out of that organization in 30 years.
2: Yep.
1: Now, let me let like, me cool. ask you, let me ask you this cuz I'm not as into wrestling as I was back in oh, the no. 90s. Like I was like I was like Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Gold Dust, like though like I was I was big yeah. into it but at in a different era. I mean
0: Gold Dust is still wrestling, so.
1: You right, which is and so is his kid, yeah. right? Like he's or No, 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 I'm no, thinking well, Dusty Rhodes yeah. and yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Um no, but 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 would would there be anything to this? And I'm not I don't understand the business as well as you guys do, nor do I understand it as well as Dana White obviously. But the WWE has NXT. Would it make sense for the UFC to buy almost like a quote unquote minor league organization in which they can give these funds to them? Like they
2: kind of did kind of that
0: with, with LFA or LFC, yeah. whatever they're calling it now, because they mix yeah. LFC and RFA together. And it's kind yeah. of like a feeder league, and yeah. but it's not the same. It's not saying, you know, and then there's a the Dana White contender series, but it's right. like you don't know, you got so, guys who get Amazing knockouts and not get a contract.
2: So I'm yeah like, I think the problem with it is they they have this tired and true system that they will do that. And at first it kind of does that. Like WEC was originally they didn't have those weight classes, so they're like, here's something that is out there that does this lighter, and then they said let's buy it. And then and then they go, Now come into our organization. Same thing with Pride, let's buy it. Now right. come into if they could create a pride and have a pride right now, all you need to do is put the emblem with the lightning strike in the hand and yeah. play that music, and I'll be like, take my money. Yeah, you know? <laughs> right now. But they won't do it. You know, No, they won't do it. no, you well, know what we get also-
0: instead? We get thriller bullshit. Oh, and, oh geez, my God, <laughs> Triller. Fucking hell. God damn it, dude. That's So we talked about this, and Nick Cannon I'm, I'm talk sure somebody made it. <laughs> what are you doing there? Frank here. Looked like he was about to like get finished in mortal combat he was literally standing there yeah that i'm like funny. stop the damn
1: fight yeah i'm surprised <laughs> the other guy didn't rip his hood off and blow fire at frank mir i thought it was happening i thought I mean, it was gonna happen you know for why?
2: sure T- teddy atlas said it best with his response on his instagram and his tweet his twitter and all that he said that's what happens when you have an active roster heavyweight boxer fight a retired ex UFC champion. I yeah. said, "What do you think? What are you doing? Yeah. What
1: do you expect is going to happen?" Oh, yeah. Totally. I I mean, I I hate this whole thing of the mixing of these sports oh, because yeah, it's I like agree. it's like it's it just feels like 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 some freak show. Like I don't want to yeah. watch a baseball player play hockey or a hockey player play basketball. I want exactly. to watch a hockey player yeah. play hockey. Yeah. People don't understand that just because there's a chance you're going to get knocked out just because it's a combat sport does not mean boxing and mixed martial arts are the same thing. Let's no. keep them separate. Let's and stop there's doing boxing
0: and mixed yes. martial arts but not boxing yes. as a sport. Right. And yes. I I will will we'll use this to to kind of segue but I want to bring up one thing and I'm still mad about it. <laughs> they came up with a list. They asked a bunch of fighters, the top 5 boxers in the UFC. Okay. And Daniel Cormier Put James Tony as his number one because he fought oh. one time.
1: Oh, no, no. It hurts my head. I don't want to think about yeah. it. And
0: that was UFC 118 against Randy Gator. Randy Gator ankle picked him, dropped him, and literally, but I went, How would are... you like? You you didn't get the question. You
1: know what? No, DC is smarter than all of us. He knows exactly what the fuck he's doing, and he did that on purpose to troll yeah, us. We I guarantee it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: going back to the the mixing of things that don't belong, we obviously have the you know the Logan Paul. I don't even remember which Paul it is. That's how little I know, a I know. it's a
1: Paul, all Paul. And brother. it's
0: happening. Yeah, f- twenty minutes away from me, and I still don't care. Yeah, good. But now you have. Tommy Fury's out, Tyrone Woodley's in. And if you rewatch that first one, there's no way you could pay me any amount of money to not say that fight was fixed. I'm yeah. sorry.
1: It was, I, here's the thing is like, fixed? I don't, I, I just don't know that. Not no, fixed. I think there's an element
2: of, no, I think maybe not fixed was the right word, like, but, but like, you know, the no knockout clause. That that's, that's you. it. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I don't like it, that. Then let, it's not let's, a
1: fight. let's use the Mayweather and exactly. Logan Paul fight as an example. Exactly. Like, you you're so you are so stupid you are so fucking stupid if you think floyd mayweather couldn't knock out logan paul you are so stupid you don't know what you're talking about and the fact that he let he he held logan paul up for the whole fight and that's fine it's okay like we get it but don't pretend that logan paul had a a chance in that at all the thing about tyron woodley in this fight against jake paul is like as much as I hate to admit it, Jake Paul is not an awful boxer. He's not as yeah. good as, as most amateur boxers, but yeah. he's not an awful boxer. Tyrone Woodley is smaller than him and is a UFC fighter. And the re- the, the second I knew he wasn't going to win that fight is when he came out in the first one. And I hate that I watched this and I hate right. that I have an opinion on it, but I hey, do. I, unfortunately. I watched the
0: thriller fights. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I, I, so did it, I. It, it, I hated it. it. I needed to watch the circus because you had
1: to. You're watching.
2: It's that not the circus. That's the freak show. That's right. the freak
1: show, not the circus. But it was when Tyrone Woodley came out and threw oh, some crazy overhand um, right yeah. to open the fight. And I'm like, oh, right. I forgot. He's not a boxer. He doesn't yep. understand what boxing is. And no. that's what <laughs> we keep getting.
2: There, there was where I work, there was a guy who's about shorter, uh, about five. Five seven or so. He said he fought in RFA before it folded and he was their light heavyweight champion at a time. And he transitioned to boxing. This is kind of cool because I was I was like, oh, let me hear this. Let me hear this. He said, um the thing he learned was number one, this is all you can use in that boxing ring. Yes. Besides your movement, yes and your cardio, your conditioning. He said there's a big F and difference in a minute between the rounds versus the 30 seconds yes and those three minute rounds they are going full blast all three minutes right he said his cardio is much better now than it's ever been even with all the mma training he had which was like to the wall 20 you know like going 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 he 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 was like it's hard to describe but it's different and it's crazy because i like so
1: i i box i've never done mma but i watch ufc and i see five minute rounds and i'm like these guys are to be fucking worse. maniacs i yeah. imagine it has to be worse yeah but you're saying that he's saying that boxing is 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 more difficult yeah. eh? i was wow. so hard for him
0: yeah. oh it's okay to put 63 minutes for an a
1: Hey, I guarantee you, I would have said a earlier. I say a a lot. Maybe maybe <laughs> you missed it, but I say a. That's another thing. Like, unironically, Everyone's
0: like shut up. They're talking boxing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, it was that was a grade A joke, by the way, yeah, Matt.
2: Yes, yes. It it was. Uh, I was. It was amazing to hear that from him. I was like, really? Okay, you know. And he just he said, yeah, the time. You got to remember lactic acid, all of that stuff. You're right. sitting on the stool. You have, you do, you're used to your breathing for that whole one minute, Yeah. even though it's three, five minute rounds Right. versus 30 seconds. And like, that's, you know, when you're an MMA fighter you first get into the boxing ring, you're like, oh, okay, here's the minute. Yes. And you haven't been trained that and you sit yes. and then you're like, well, I got to get up now. Oh, You don't no,
0: catch no. your breath before. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> well, I, exactly. I
0: guarantee that's not something they go over either. I'm sure they're not like, yeah. hey, Depending just so you know. Training you have this and talking to any of the bare knuckle guys with the two minute rounds. Oh, they yeah. said the same thing because you fight five, two minute rounds. So it's the equivalent of two rounds in MMA. Right. Mm-hmm. But they go, you know, you've got these guys who are like, okay, I've got a couple minutes to, to feel it out and really like get into it. Oh shit. It's the third round. Yes. Wow. <laughs> ah, um, I, I got to start doing something. And you'll see that mm-hmm. a lot in the guys that come from MMA to, to bare knuckle. Is they either go balls to the wall right out, or it takes to like round three for them to go, oh shit, I gotta do something.
1: Well, I've got so I've actually I've been fascinated by this idea of of bare knuckle. Like, is help me understand this Shorten careers period right? Like, what, what, I don't I don't necessarily it just agree that with people that. like with that. What is your, the your difference? Hands. Yes. What is the difference in, in like why that over <laughs> boxing or over MMA? Is it just because people like to see cuts more? Is Rude. that is. Yeah.
2: I think so. I think so. Matt, what I do think. you
1: think? You look like, you look like you disagree. Like I, that's, that's my interpretation, well, but
0: yeah. At first it became the, the conversation of, you know, this is where, where fighters go to die. And I don't mean no. literally no. die, but it was like the
2: end of their career. There, yeah. One guy who did die. Oof. No, that was in boxing, though. No, no. Yeah. 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 He shouldn't have been there, though. That was his fault. I should not have been in that ring. (laughs) No, I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't see it in the ring. Um, Well,
0: yeah, yeah. Dylan Kleckler is probably one of the scariest heavyweights on the planet. Yes.
2: Um,
0: And he only has one loss on his record to Alex Nicholson, who is another scary dude who used to fight at 185. Absolutely. And his dad was like, he was 217 in high school. Like, I don't know why he decided to go down in weight. Um, you know, and has fought at all three weight classes. So middleweight, light, yeah. heavyweight, and heavyweight. And he was the only one who beat Kleckler. But Kleckler is a monster.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The dude's almost 40, and he just moves like he's 25. Huh. So, you know what? Let's have to watch any of his island fights. Let's have cool. him fight Jake Paul. Like,
2: yeah. Oh, what you do you guys do?
1: Knockout clothes. That's the thing is like is like you know that that's what I hate so much about those fights is it's so clearly like Ben it's Askren Ben Askren like yeah of course no. Ben everyone knows Ben Askren doesn't know how to throw a punch why no. are you fighting him you're boxing where the only yeah. thing you do is <laughs> throw punches why are you fighting Ben Askren it just it's you know Let's throw Max Holloway in there. You want to? You want to? You want to? You want to box against
2: the UFC C fighter? Let's see how you do against Max Holloway. Yeah, while well, he punches you and talks to the commentators. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Dodging and exactly. Yeah, you know that was crazy. I was fucking. <laughs> yeah. I love. I love well, watching yeah, his fights so much, man.
0: Yeah, because Max is a somebody who's entertaining, who's skilled, and doesn't have to talk shit for you to yep. like to watch him fight. Yes. Yep. He's you know, like, like, Max coach. loses when Max lost to Dustin Poirier. Max said he was a better man. Yeah. That's Love it. it. Love Like, it. that's the end of the conversation. You've got Connor who's like, ah, oh, that first fight was a fluke and my foot was broken and the, the second <laughs> fight, my leg was broken. And then the third, you know, if we fight again, like somebody hit me in the head with a lamp. Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, someone had a laser pointer in the audience. He fucked with me really hard. That's like, here's the thing is like, everyone, I get a shit talker. I've never been a shit talker. I like... Uh, I like watching the shit like there's that that heel and baby face mentality. I get it. I don't need it in nah. the UFC. I get a lot of people do. But when you see what? the shit talker like Conor McGregor, who is unflappable when it came to talking shit. Yeah. L- sitting down in the corner of the octagon, yelling at Poirier as he's leaving the octagon, like your wife slid in me DMs and like yeah. no one's paying attention. It looks like is Rockets blasting off again.
0: Everybody. Yeah.
1: Everybody's
0: been saying that.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, it's just this fucking, I like, it looks, it's pathetic. It's, it's, it's the same it way. Is. Like I said, like team rocket, when they're getting, when they just lost and they're like, we'll get <laughs> you again. Like, yeah. like, it's just like, dude, give wow, it up. You lost, man. Wait a
0: minute. Wait a minute. Did you just pull that Pokemon
2: reference? Oh, yeah. I, I will
1: only ever reference Pokemon. That is, that is the my same, go-to.
2: The same three girls always do uh, Ash's voice. They all sound yeah. alike. They yeah. all
1: do. They all do. Yeah. It, like <laughs> I better at it than I'd be. So, God again,
2: what did I say about
0: him knowing the most random shit?
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it.
0: Listen, what you say about your first Pokemon is is, is who you are. I love that video. You did. <laughs> <laughs> you picked Pikachu? Yeah, good for you. Get out. Get, Get out, out of here.
1: Pikachu's he worthless awesome. in the video games.
2: Yeah. Brock hitting on all the women.
1: Yeah, Brock. Brock's getting canceled tomorrow. I oh, guess.
2: yes. Yes. Brock, they'd be like, "Hey, Brock,
0: come over here. There's a, a man with some handcuffs who'd like to speak with you."
1: <laughs> he would like that. I think Brock would be into someone with handcuffs. He'd be okay with that. We just don't want to go into his Twitter history. I, I can't imagine that's oh, too uh, that's aged very well.
2: Oh man, what, that's um, another thing. I know. I know you wanted to say some. You want to say something about uh, like your most memorable game experience or. Getting a game or et cetera, et cetera, something to that extent, right?
1: Oh, hell yeah! No, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> say this. I'll say this. I, I mean, I could talk anything about games and gaming memories for forever, but uh, what what I will say that I think is is potentially very surprising for for people listening. Like, I, I wouldn't consider myself a a casual fan of boxing or UFC. I'd consider myself a little bit more. Not quite where you guys are, but but it is my favorite thing. To boxing is my favorite sport. It's what I watch mm-hmm. the most. UFC comes in a close second. But I wasn't always this way. What got me into boxing was UFC or was was Fight Night round three on oh, the, Xbox oh, 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 the Xbox 360. What a fucking game, dude! What a fucking game! That's, yes, I remember that game. They had a demo that came out before it yep. before it released, and you were Roy Jones Jr. and Bernard Hopkins,
2: oh, two yeah. guys yeah. who I was
1: roughly familiar with. But through that game, I learned who I learned how good Roy Jones was. I mm-hmm. learned of Bernard Hopkins' legacy. I watched all their fights. I learned who Mickey Ward and Arturo Gotti was. I watched oh, all their yeah, fights. Poor, I Arturo learned Gattie. who, a, a, at that point in time, who a, a young Manny Pacquiao was. Oh, yes. I, I could not get enough of that game. I loved it so much. And that's what got me into the lore of boxing in general, made it accessible. It made it fun. It made it a little bit easier to understand, even though to this day, I don't fully understand the Philly shell defense. I would love to be able to do it better,
2: but (laughs) I think it's just being able to,
1: to react quick it's it's Wherever it's interesting my 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 coach I, i've and... got a i've got a uh uh kind of like a, a a tight i've got i've got a tight shoulder so my my coach at one point was teaching me how to use more of like yeah. the, the mayweather like kind of more like a philly shell i get the premise of it it's yep, still when i'm looking work, at it i don't understand work. what you're defending like it none of it really makes any sense to no, me but no. but that was <laughs> when i first saw that i was like this is unbeatable you can't beat the philly shell defense and i, I learned that from honor. the game
2: Allows you to counter pretty much. I don't know.
1: Great, great for counters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm, I'm just going to bring up hockey in this moment. I still don't know why icing goes. <laughs> <laughs> icing is subjective in hockey. Icing
1: is subjective in hockey. It wasn't always. I mean, in fact, it like, it's more subjective now than it's ever been. Yeah. But at a time, it wasn't. And uh, everyone was just breaking ankles on on the boards. And we're like, we got to fucking do something about this. Yep. Icing is one of those rules in in sports that, that I think in the grand scheme of things, delegitimizes hockey Yeah. on a, on a wide scale, because people are like, I don't understand why I can't throw the puck there sometimes, but sometimes yeah. I can like, if it's I just, stand
0: here, yes. It's okay. But not here. not here, but
1: not here. But sometimes if I, if I send it here and someone's not fast enough, then it's not, icing. like, wait, yeah. what?
0: what, how does this work? Yeah. I touched it first. <laughs> i got there listen um, it's football it's fair catch no, exactly no, exactly me. there's
1: a little please, bit of subjectivity
2: i'm good with it please mm-hmm. don't hit me Shoot! <laughs> sure.
0: i love that you brought up fight night because i knew nick was gonna light up with that oh uh, man yeah, what a game sold
2: me on the xbox that's why i brought an xbox the 360 yeah uh, i i love that game the only weird thing about it was that magical space in between that you couldn't get close enough. Remember when you would, and it was like this ghost distance that you yeah. just, that's as far as it'd be like this ultimate dance where people this would weird
1: move. kind of just like moving yeah. up and like yeah, everyone's yeah, like way gap, faster than that. Yeah.
2: It's funny. it's funny. It's
1: uh there apparently there's a, a new fight night. I think it's round five or whatever it is that's in or whatever they're going to call it. That's yeah, in, in production in right now that I am I just it, fucking yeah. amped about, man. I, I, it's amazing. We haven't had one. I mean, it's it's simultaneously amazing that we haven't had one, given the past successes of boxing games, and yeah. uh, amazing that we are getting one, given how impossible it is uh, yep. to figure out the licensing. Like I, sure. I've worked, as I mentioned in sports marketing, licensing is a is a headache.
2: Oh, sure. yep. In
1: in in the the NHL, we've got the the players' association and the NHL, the Hall of Fame, because they go back uh, in, in time to get some 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 of the older players. That's it. Yeah. You get that, you're good. I mean, uh, yeah. in, in, in yeah. boxing, you need to get, it's like the, it's like PGA games, like golf games. You need to get the agreements of like each of the individual people. There is yep. no players union. There's no players agreement. Uh, it's just, it's just whoever you can get.
0: Like yeah. I, I was going to say something, but I don't know how terrible it's going to sound. So <laughs> I was saying, like, all, all I was going to mention was, what is it? The 2010 Blackhawks that are, <laughs> we're dealing with all that stuff right now,
1: dude, the Blackhawks man, that's uh that is a. You know, we, I, I've on another one of my podcasts, it's a sports marketing podcast and we have some, some journalists on and
0: some, Wait, some do people you do sports marketing. Like I, I, do... I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't know how many more times I need to mention it, but, uh, I do it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's my other podcast. <laughs> and we, uh, and, uh, uh, we, we've spoken to some people who have been involved like as journalists and stuff. And, and they're like that situation, man, you don't want it. You don't want to touch that with the 10 foot, 10 foot pole. Yeah. pole wow. It's, it's a mess.
0: You don't want to touch that with someone else's 10 foot pole. It's that's true too. That's like, true too it got ugly so well guys i don't want to keep you too long it's getting a little bit late but i mean okay. we can probably talk all night which means mikey you have to be back on the show
1: dude um, whenever you guys want i i love talking
0: about this like, stuff this was this was great and just for the split second because i went through all the work to find it <laughs> i'm just yep. gonna change the background of that
1: oh my god is this am i looking at marvel versus capcom is that what i'm seeing here
2: Y- yes, but the first one, X Men versus Street Fighter. Oh, X Men yeah. versus Street Fighter, because I see yeah. Gambit
1: on the left and I see I was Ryu. Say, you see the most yeah, important X men Yes, you see Gambit. But... Gambit
2: is my favorite X Men. 100, he is. He's the best. I'll okay. tell you what. Two two quick stories. Um, X Men versus Street Fighter. How I got it, because the only real way to get it was the Sega Saturn with the Ram Cart. Yes, so you can oh, Saturn, they never have freezing or slowdown. Um, I traded in my Super Nintendo and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Turtles in Time Yeah, for that game. That's how bad I wanted that game. (laughs) I know. I know. It wasn't a good, I was very young. It wasn't a smart move at that time. And then with WCW NWO Revenge, when I went to buy it, everyone was sold out. So I was like going all over the city, looking, 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 and finally found a place that had like two copies and paid $65 for it at that time, right when it came out. That was like the best feeling I had Dude, when buying a video game. When you
1: picture. found them, that was great. I mean, it wasn't always the time when games were that hard to find. Sometimes they were, sometimes they weren't. Then you could reserve a game. Nowadays, yeah. like it is a year out of the release of the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, and it's still impossible to find. Yeah, let's figure this shit out, game it, companies. Let's figure this now shit I out. Feel
0: like an asshole because I've got one, but I got I've, I've I got a PS5. Way.
1: I've got a PS5, but I, I on principle said I won't buy a Series X until I can walk into a store and yes. grab one. Uh, yes. um, but I really want one because Halo's coming out. It may be out by the time this episode comes out. So,
0: yeah, uh, <laughs> God damn it. it comes out tomorrow. Comes out, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this week. Yeah. No, I won my PS5 in a raffle uh, for oh, fuck $25. Yeah.
1: That's not a bad deal. About it's not a 25 American deal. dollars. So, again, oh, like so 5000 $3,000 Canadian. Canadian. Okay.
0: Great. Damn it. I was trying to get the- <laughs> oh, damn it. I didn't get the conversion rate right.
1: It's it's tough, man. It's it's always moving, but it's always higher than you think.
0: Yeah. Yep. I, I yep. think I zigged when I should have zagged. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, Mikey, tell us all about where everybody can find you. Because like I said, it's supposed to be an MMA podcast. We talked about MMA. We talked about boxing. But I feel like talking about all of it now is kind of how it works. Um, you know, given the, the Woodley Paul fight that's coming up, you know, match, I guess we call it a match. We don't call it a fight. Like, I don't know, like that terminology to me still confuses me when it shouldn't. Yes. Like this is an MMA fight. It's not an MMA match. This is a jujitsu match. It's not a jujitsu fight. And then it's boxing. You're like, these two guys are going to hug each other for
1: yeah eight rounds. i i agree i think i think the lines have gotten so blurred and it's just gotten more and more that way you know it used to be it was weird when a musician acted in a movie or a stand up comedian acted on a tv show now it's not weird when a fucking tiktok star wraps up his hands against a UFC fighter and that's just the world Crazy. that we're living in yeah. um, or I guess a Vine star like even even back in the day oh
0: god did you just bring up Vine
1: dude Vine was my oh shit Vine man. was like that's actually where Logan Paul I think got his first start so uh-huh. you know it dates back to that but where people can find me I'm over on Twitter at Retrograde Mikey uh, uh, you can find me there I've got a few podcasts one is about the TV show Jackass one is a sports marketing podcast called the sign off a framework podcast and there's uh, one of my favorite ones to record is the Retrograde podcast it's a video game podcast as I've, I've talked about earlier find me on twitter at retrograde mikey and you'll find links to, to everything that i have and I, I thank you guys for having me on uh, oh, not many you. people would give a, a guy with a video game podcast a chance to talk about ufc <laughs> uh, and boxing but i appreciate it i love talking about this stuff as well
0: listen man that's that's what we're here for and I, i'm just laughing because i've watched your other podcast, and andy always calls you out for making sure you're reading all your notes right every color <laughs> <it> right there <laughs> like don't mess up no okay. yeah i i
1: i i'm bad at that uh i Yo, like talking was, was off excellent. the top of my head that was great okay good i wasn't even reading notes there i was just talking from the heart straight from the heart as
0: <laughs> would say well and listen you know this is why i put this up you know so hey the there you sp- go the sponsorship part of it because i have everything so la Barba Cubana. oh i pointed to it the first time that's probably the first time in f- almost 50 episodes i've done that uh keeps the beard. Uh, One of my good friends who's also actually an amateur wrestler. I I like to call him a professional wrestler. I feel like amateur. He's been doing it for so long. Nick and I have gotten to see him wrestle. uh, Tons of fun to watch. Um, So just a great company. So if you guys go check him out. Fatboy Jiu-Jitsu, unfortunately, uh, jumped off my hat somewhere. So I'm not really (laughs) sure where that is. Um, But I have a pretty cool Jiu-Jitsu-inspired Thor neon belly with Thanos uh, shirt, which is pretty awesome. That's wicked. Um, so Tim makes knives on Instagram. One of my good friends who loves fortune and fire and just started making his own knives. So we've still got a knife that we're going to randomly select one of our guests and actually send it to him. I have to figure out how that works. If I have to send it to Canada though. So <laughs> 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 if you randomly you get a knife, like now, you know why,
1: <laughs> dude, I can't afford another felony. I can't afford another <laughs> one.
0: I can't go back to prison. Can't go back (laughs) to prison. I'm too pretty. I'm just like like Muhammad Ali, man. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) Bertzo's Bake Shop. Uh, Again, somebody you know who's got some amazing goods. So if you're ever in Orlando, check her out. Um, See, and that's how I do that. So, but on behalf of Combat Press, myself, um, Mikey, thank you so much. Nick, thanks so much for joining in, Santa Nick, with your video game. What was it? Video game Santa though. Like we never got a close-up of that. Like
1: that's fucking awesome.
0: Like. We went all full out nerd, you know. We had this, amazing, <laughs> dude. like I made sure my cage fighter shirt was back there because <laughs> um, I almost wore my Macho Man cream of the crop. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't get paid by T Public, but check out T Public's Unmetal series, and they take like credence clearwater revival and make a shirt that looks like it's by cannibal corpse oh hell yeah oh so it's so people will be like that's gross and then they look at the name and they get really confused but my all-time favorite is the, the death metal phil Collins in the air tonight <laughs> it's probably the greatest thing i've ever seen in my life so that's made in heaven oh thank you guys so much uh it was an absolute blast and uh we'll have you on again soon i would love
1: that thanks guys
0: bye-bye